0: where's your backpack babe <laughs> do you guys not have a homework you don't have like an essay they never have ever? homework <laughs> they never have class
1: you're listening to thanks we hate it i'm hannah lehman and i'm mickey atkins and you're here and we're here and everybody's here and i have a little rosé i
0: was gonna say hannah has wine today saucy (laughs) <laughs> it is saucy, okay.
1: And to be fair, it's also three forty-three in the afternoon currently, yeah, no and judgment. I'm already drinking wine. <laughs> but no judgment. But also, it is like a spritzer. It's mixed with mm. Pamplemousse Lacroix. My favorite drink ever is white wine or Uh rosé wine with Pamplemousse LaCroix. It's really good, but it's not that. I'm not throwing back shots here, so don't (laughs) worry, everybody. No judgment. How are you? Um, Oh, somebody told me. (laughs) <laughs> that you had a date last night I and you did. were texting me I got a cute little fit <laughs> check before yeah, you I got a bunch Mickey of them because I was stressed out- I know it was so cute though and I was Thanks. like oh god I need to do that it's and fun yeah tell us tell us how it went My date went good,
0: yes. This is the first time that I've gone on a date with a cisgender man in like a hot minute. It's just... You've been dating the ladies mostly. Mostly. Like the people that I tend to match with and vibe with are either like cisgender women or trans people, non-binary people, like queer people generally, people who have like multiple queer identities, you know? Um, (laughs) I just don't really tend to find myself vibing with like, especially cis het men uh yeah. In particular but this was the first time that I've been on a date with a cisgender man in a hot minute and so I was very nervous about it Um, but it went really well. He must have been pretty special over DMs though Yeah, he must have been giving you a good vibe. Yes. If you were willing to meet up with him. Yeah I'm like a chatty talky person obviously we all know Mm -hmm. this about me (laughs) but I appreciate when I can have like an in-depth and like intelligent and like witty conversation with somebody without having to try very hard. Personally because I just am like a lot I'm like like dominant is the wrong word but like like aggressive also feels wrong but I'm just like very strong personality yes yeah and that's so I how, I, yeah, that's how I think yeah especially yeah especially with like the cishet men demographic it tends yeah. to be not well suited um I either right. find people who like cishet men I either you know My experience, I guess at least, has been that they either find that like off-putting or intimidating or like it just feels like we're not the same, you know? And so I appreciate being able to have conversations with someone who's like matching my energy in terms of being Mm -hmm. like – also forward, I guess not like that, but just like someone who can like hold a conversation and like that I won't steamroll over top of them. Yeah, by just like being that myself. That can handle yes the, the banter. Yes, yeah, and can like. Share speech space with me in a way that doesn't feel competitive or aggressive or like irritated by me just being very vocal, you know, like that easy back and forth is hard to find in that demographic. So that was nice. I appreciated that a lot. And I had a really fun time. So. And she fun it yes, was I know. fun yeah so was, good.
1: was he yeah as was he as good as like the banter as you were kind of hoping that yeah, it was better would be? actually
0: which i feel like never happens i was very that's why i texted you and i was like hannah <laughs> 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 because i was so excited that it was like actually better in person than it was over text see that's like 99 percent of the reason why i'm so
1: scared to go on a date is because very frequently back when I did date years <laughs> yeah. ago, like every time I would meet a guy online mm-hmm. that I've met online, it was like yeah. so different than how he was. Yes. Like it was like he would chat one way and then either yeah. like couldn't talk mm-hmm. when we met in person or was just like annoying <sighs> or just yes. like did not vibe. And so it's just kind of like, ugh, I have a hard time not seeing it as a waste of time. I feel that <laughs> honestly. So, well, I'm so glad that you had
0: fun though. Thank you. Have to, has
1: he like texted you today?
0: Yeah, I actually okay, texted good. him a bunch last night when we got home. I am like the text me when you're home so that I know that you're not dead person. Yeah. And then so we talked last night. And we've been talking all day today too, which has been nice. It's always fun when you like don't run out of stuff to talk about, you know? Because that's always a, a fear with a first date that you've like exhausted the conversation and now you're like, <laughs> if I, I don't think
1: honestly, I don't think I'd be as scared to go on a date if yeah. somebody who could predict the future could tell me one thousand percent that the conversation would be interesting and never yes. lag, even if yes. it wasn't
0: a soulmate. Uh-huh. Like
1: mm-hmm. if they could tell me that, I'd be like, cool.
0: Yes, fear gone. There. Um, actually, I listened to an episode of a podcast. I listened to Multi-Amory, um which is I, I think I told you about this. It's a podcast yeah, about so. polyamory and ethical non-monogamy and just like dating. In a way that's like not the sort of standard. But I listen to that a lot just because I think it's great like educational stuff. But also because I find it interesting. And they did an episode – about um, like with this person who's like a dating coach or something but she Mm -hmm. was talking about like best practices for first dates and stuff and one of the things that she said was that people usually like when someone comes to her and it's like I'm having a hard time with dating or whatever that they are spending entirely too fucking long on their first dates she was like the tendency is that like if you're enjoying yourself or like initially you're having fun you want to stay and you want to like have this conversation with this person for hours and hours but she was like the the thing that you're doing is like risking Running out of stuff Or like losing steam Towards the end of that date And then like Because what we remember About a first date Is the initial impression That we have Like do they match their Mm -hmm. pictures Are they funny You know like Are they like Dressed well Whatever And then the end of the date Like how everything wraps up And so like that In between time If you're like Taking too long And then the end of the date Like fizzles And it's weird Then you're left with this Like bad taste in your mouth And so she's like Realistically Hmm. You should be on a first date For like an hour Maybe two Um, If things are like really vibing, but otherwise like keep it short, keep it fun so that you guys are like wanting to go see each other again, which I thought was really good advice because I am that person.
1: That's such good advice too, because we Mm -hmm. often don't give people a fair second chance. Yes. Like obviously if somebody's toxic or or clearly not, not a good person, like of course you don't want to give them a second chance, but very frequently we like base our entire judgment of somebody off the first date when like you should really if they're a good person and it wasn't terrible like you should give them a second chance because some people are very different Mm -hmm. so I do think that's great however I have a question sure how does this person that gave this advice how do they suggest you set up a date in that manner like when you're messaging and you're like hey should we meet up Mm -hmm. and then the other person's like Yeah, that sounds fun. And then the other person's like, cool, what do you want to do? And then, like, how do you set the boundary of, like, for first dates, I want to meet up for only one hour. We're going to this bar and I have, you know, like, how do you do that without sounding weird? Because not everybody would. Some people would find that, like, what? Why don't you want to hang out with me? Especially guys that dating doesn't make them nervous Mm -hmm. they'd be like why can't we hang out till midnight you know and it's like
0: how do you she actually did address this too um because that's a common question that she gets um it's like what am i supposed to go in with this like we're only hanging out for an hour (laughs) right and she was like you don't have to explicitly voice that i think if i remember correctly the suggestions that she gave were doing first of all daytime stuff because you tend to be like out for less time during the day because like at nighttime you're like true you know we're just at a bar like let's hang out until midnight what? until have the drinks. bar closes yeah. yeah but she also i think suggested doing like activity based things or like things that have a logical ending so like a coffee date where like sure you can order like two coffees or whatever but no one's gonna sit there and fucking pound like three four That's five coffees that's right. a good point um and like meals like brunch Oh, uh, that's lunch, such a good point because there's a logical I'm ending so point i'm so scared to
1: Go on a coffee date because for yeah. me drinking helps my anxiety <laughs> <laughs> yes but I end up taking a lorazepam anyway if I go on a date like I have Relatable. to to even <laughs> be able to like yeah keep my keep my tits in line whatsoever like yes I hear that right so honestly that's such a good idea though because that is kind of the problem I run into is that it's like mm-hmm. yeah drinks Feel the most comfortable for me. Yep. Because then I can have a, then I can have a vodka tonic once I get there and like calm down and be a little less inhibited. Right. Yeah. But then that's such a good point because then it's just like well you could have people often will have three to six drinks in a night well and then like how do we decide when we're done because there's no like logical ending point
0: which is awkward
1: right because then you can't because right you're on your second you finish your second drink and you're like okay well I'm gonna go yeah yeah (laughs)
0: like that's so true yeah I think if I remember correctly anyways I might be making this up but I'm pretty sure she suggested like logical ending kind of stuff like meals and activities where like or like movies and stuff too personally I am not a fucking fan of movies on for first dates but like no the, the fucking neither. movie's over right so like we're going home kind of a thing right it makes sense yeah that like those kinds of such things.
1: such a good point like I knew that you should keep first dates short like mm-hmm. logically I had always like even my therapist told me that because yeah. she's like well you'd probably be more willing to do it if you were like cool I'm gonna be back in an hour yes. you know what I mean yeah but I never thought I like yeah that's great in theory but how do you actually do that and so I'm just like I love that advice because that's so logical
0: I also just personally like this is just me I am a fan of scheduling like especially a first date when I have something to do later like an evening I know date is like rare for me for a first date because then I can kind of be like yeah I have free time from like here to here right right and so then it's like okay you know like I gotta go I gotta head out because I have like this thing or you know this like prior obligation which eases my anxiety also because then I tell myself to like a lot of the fear that I have about. About for states is like what if it's awful right like what if it's terrible yes. and I don't have the guts to be stuck. like this is bad and I'm leaving because I'm not I'm such there. a baby about it but I think having like <sighs> the, the end point for me is like if it's fucking terrible like you just have to tough it out for like two hours and then just like never talk to them again or like send them the like not a match thanks very much goodbye text message you
1: know have you ever had a plan with Aaron though where like you can text him a code word and if Absolutely. And if the date's going really bad, you can have yeah. him call you and say that your cat needs to go to the emergency vet or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that I've heard of a lot of people doing something like that. Of yeah. just like covert, have- <laughs>
0: help, help. I have help, a standing arrangement with like several of my friends and with Erin that like if things are really going sideways, then I will, you know, excuse myself to the bathroom and send you like yes. the signal and then it is the your si- job <laughs> <laughs> like T minus five minutes to come, you know, initiate some Bail sort me of like out of mm-hmm. this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I need to grow some balls and just do this because...
0: (laughs) Listen, I'm here for the fit checks, Hannah. I will support you. Listen, I'd
1: probably be the type I'll probably, like, if I can get myself to go on a date, I'd probably not only be taking my my panic attack anxiety meds, but probably calling you and talking to you on the phone all the way there. Like actually like live streaming with you all day freaking out about it. Okay. You guys, I, I want (laughs) to tell you guys how Mickey and I met because it's such a cute story it's cute and also I just uh like when I listen to podcasts like this I want to know the relationship and how I've seen some comments about it too yeah and like when I listened back in the day when I first started listening to my favorite murder like it drove me nuts that they didn't say how they met and it took many you had to really be a diehard fan to like know how they met so I thought it'd be cute to tell you guys just like give you a quick rundown of how we met so we met fun fact Mickey Mm -hmm. and I i met when both of our channels were tiny, tiny. yes well, i think we were it was part of a facebook group a very <laughs> it's very niche do you remember what do you remember what the actual facebook group was with i do the whole cuties debacle i think so do we
0: want to name the facebook group probably I, not i no, do remember won't. what it is and i can okay tell you as an aside later but i do remember which one it was okay. yeah
1: yeah, we neither won't of us are members of Facebook that group, group. anymore. <laughs> are you still part of it? <laughs> no. no, you're not either. No, toxic as fuck, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, it got it got weird real fast.
1: Oh, really?
0: Okay, mm-hmm. you will have to
1: tell me about that part later yeah. because I'd be curious to know. But I think we met through that group. We joined another group of small mm-hmm. YouTuber group yes. on Facebook, and we started talking through there. I think because I think what I I want to say, and maybe I'm wrong, but I want to say I like made a post about like. Does anybody want to review each other's channels? Mm-hmm for uh for yes. like anything like how what we're doing wrong and like because when yeah. you're a small youtuber it's so hard to get objective feedback because mm-hmm. it's either your family or friends telling <sighs> you that like everything you do is amazing or it's your uh trolls telling oh, you you're doing a shitty job so yes. like, so it was like other people that understand what i'm doing so we mm-hmm. did that so mickey and i connected through there and we reviewed each other's channels yeah and then i think we started because we were dming so i think yeah. we started dming from there do, mm-hmm.
0: Is that all correct from your memory? Yeah, I remember okay. we did like the channel review. We watched like a couple of each other's videos and give each other uh, or gave each other feedback. And that took the course of like, I don't know, probably a couple dozen DMs. of Just like chit-chatting about like this, that, and the other. And then I specifically remember because I, one of the videos that I watched on your channel was about the, oh my God, I can't remember what it's called. It starts with a D. It's the like Russian hiking Conspiracy thing. Detlev Pass. Yes. of Pass. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is what it is. But at the time, that was something that I was like looking into. It was like a, you know, a special interest or like hyper fixation of mine. And so we started talking about that and just like chit chatting about that and like true crime stuff and like conspiracies yeah. and urban legends and whatever. And then we just kind of like just never stopped talking to each other we started we were messaging each other because
1: yeah because
0: we were like the only and both of us had under a thousand subscribers you i specifically remember that you had just hit 200 because I was like Oh my god. I remember being so starstruck that I was like, oh my God, like her channel's giant. Like I don't even so think I had a hundred yet. I, I think I had like fifty or sixty subscribers. I and think I was you like had fifty or I'll, sixty
1: or something. I was like, Oh like,
0: listen to whatever you say. <laughs> like you must know so much more about this than I do. Because you had two hundred subscribers. And I was like, just starstruck. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? But
1: I remember (laughs) watching your videos because I watched Mm -hmm. some of your early videos and I thought they were, I remember I specifically, some of my feedback for you was specifically like, don't let go of that person. Like, don't Mm -hmm. simmer down your personality. I remember that. Because. Yeah, Uh, because you may feel like it's not going to like be um, because not everybody will like it because I told Mm -hmm. you like people like it when you pick a side and it's okay to pick a side and it's okay. People don't some people don't like you. That means that people will other other people people. like you a lot more like it's good to have a personality. And then I also remember telling you that I was like your content itself is good but your thumbnails suck really bad. And I'm wondering if I could take this thumbnail of yours and try it to do it myself and see if you like it. And you so made I it so much better. Ar- <laughs> reacting to Grey's Anatomy. Yes.
0: Yes yeah
1: and i made you a thumbnail and it for, was like what great. i
0: thought would be good i think it's not like i was channel, a thumbnail expert <laughs> but it was better than what i was doing at the time and then also it's i remember hard you to know what to do i specifically remember you telling me like your intro is beautiful but it's but like it's too way long too fucking long dude like <laughs> yes. literally it's like 15 seconds too long and yes. i was like whatever <laughs> i know i know because i because... had had so much fun like filming it and whatever and i mm-hmm. you know at the time i was just like I don't really give a shit right like I like my intro so like fuck off but then I thought about it and I was like yeah she's probably right she's right (laughs) isn't she (laughs) so we chopped it down and we've just left it that way ever since like obviously I've updated it since then but
1: that's one of the first things like I still have random family members that are like oh I want to start a YouTube channel like what's your advice and that's one of the first Mm -hmm. things I tell them is like nobody cares about your intro yep it's you care about it and that's it
0: yep I yep. have
1: a one to two like I have a two second intro that I do just a really quick little blurby mm-hmm. thing with my name on it yeah and when I took it away I'd get comments about people saying like where's your intro go because they would want it back but it's okay because was only two seconds yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah nobody cares about your intro mm-hmm. except new youtubers who think that it makes them look like professional. Big youtubers yes right? which so. it doesn't but it was like it's it was like because I could see the potential in your channel even yeah. then like even I know that I was really small too but I could see yeah. the potential in your channel being like her content is really good and mm-hmm. her personality is great yeah. for you too because you have a unique perspective and not only being a therapist but also having a personality that's not in line with what a lot of other therapists on YouTube are I just knew that like the outside packaging for like everything that I've Mm -hmm. just researched that was all me just researching and stuff so yeah anyway so then your channel grew Yes. Oh, that's right. We We had a couple thousand, but then Mm -hmm. we did the thing where, like, suddenly one of Mickey's videos blew up. And and it was terrifying. I know. But your channel grew to, like, 50,000 in a couple weeks or something like that. It was amazing. Yeah. And I was like so excited. I was jealous, of course, but I was also just so excited for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um and then and it happened to I you. Was, and then I was at about like 8 or 9,000, which I mm-hmm. was also very excited about. And yeah. that's when cuz that's around the time that we did our collab oh, that that's we did right. that first video collab yeah, on that yeah, true yeah. crime story. And then a few months later, like mm-hmm. and then you just kept steadily growing and then a few yep. months later my channel blew up. So, yep we didn't become friends After we had YouTube channels, we Mm -hmm. were friends before either of us were YouTubers.
0: Yeah. But because of YouTube. But I just think it's so funny because I remember when both of our channels were small. I think we've actually had conversations about this before, but I remember talking about how the idea of making friends with someone who's like an established YouTuber already was like scary to me. Yeah. Because there is such a like, I think there's just such a difference in like knowing somebody for who they are and then like knowing somebody because of YouTube and then finding out who they are or like knowing about them as a person. Like I think because the order of it for us was the other way around. Like I trust mm-hmm. you implicitly, you know, like you're right. genuinely my friend as a human being. And if both of our channels disappeared tomorrow, like you're still going to be my friend. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so there's just like a different feeling to it as opposed to like meeting somebody who's, you know, like you meet them through already YouTube in- first.
1: So like, yeah. And for context, like when you collab with somebody else on your platform, yeah. when you both are already YouTubers, I mean, it's not that you're like mean people or anything no, whatsoever. No. It's just that there is an implied benefit for both of you because yes. the point of collabing is to grow your channel. Yeah. YouTubers have been doing that since the beginning of time. Ever since obviously. you could monetize YouTube. Yeah. People were collabing with other people in their niche mm-hmm. just to build each other's audience so that other people and we like yeah. did it genuinely because like obviously that was like we did we wanted yeah, both of of us course. to grow. But obviously. like I think you're right. Like, I think there's just that, like, genuine friendship before. Like, we didn't know that we were going to blow up. Like, Mm -mm. we didn't know that
0: we'd ever be able to be YouTubers at all. No. And so. When I first met you, I remember telling you, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't think my channel will ever get monetized, but, like. If it does, it does. <laughs> and then, Like, look at us now. Isn't that so sweet? I, I remember it's special.
1: like six months, like during the summer, you were like, wow, maybe I'd hit a thousand subscribers by the end of the year. I remember you telling me that specifically. And mm-hmm. you were at like 50,000 or something like that I by know. then. Like that was right before your channel blew up. It was God. spectacular. It was so cool. That's crazy, man. It was crazy. Yeah, it was so cool. Wow. But I just loved that. We just, I always tell people. Me too. When people ask me, like, "Oh, who are you doing the podcast with?" and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's my friend Mickey," and yes. like we grew our channels together, is what I always explain. Yeah,
0: so it's important. That's it's an important detail. Thanks for yeah. telling that story, Hannah. Oh, so cute. We met through Facebook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you got for us today, Mickey? Oh, we'll
0: be chatting about. I got a little bit of a ranty rant because, as I'm sure some of you probably know, I am obsessed with. Uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, which are both Legend of Zelda games. Thank you. They are... <laughs> it's like, what are those? Yes, they're both like little open world adventure games that you can play on the Switch. I really like them because the type of video game that I like playing is, like, very open-ended, right? Where, like, some video games you play them and it's, like, very heavy-handed. Like, you were supposed to do thing A, thing B, thing C, and then this is your final goal and then you're done, right? You've, like, beat the Don't whole game. Die. Basically, yeah. But the games that I really enjoy playing, like, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom and, like, Skyrim um, and even, like, The Sims and Planet Coaster, like, they're just, like, you just, like, fuck off, right? You're just, like, in this place. There is obviously, like, a end goal for right. like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom and stuff, but it's like very up to interpretation how you get there. More role playing, sort They're of. Like, yeah, more like role
1: playing video games. I think. What was so, that yeah. other game that you were telling me you were obsessed with? The the kitchen one that was something about. Oh. sky view something or overcooked maybe i thought there was another one that was really popular sky valley or valley something Oh, stardew
0: valley yes stardew valley. same thing yes <laughs> very open-ended very much like here for the vibes kind of energy yeah you know like
1: just you like just kicking
0: it yeah you farm your little farm you go yes. mind the mines you make your little foods and you just like do silly shit you know and like um animal crossing too same thing like there is in theory an end goal but like mostly what you're doing is like chopping down little trees and doing little DIY stuff yeah yeah it's like very chill and fun so I gravitate towards that kind of stuff because obviously as you know my life is very busy like I have a lot of stuff going on at any given time and so it's fun for me to just like dick off in a video game Mm -hmm. and do nothing right so my like it's your
1: decompress time
0: yes my uh thanks I hate it today is like (laughs) spoilers around video games and stuff like that because and this is no shade to anybody like everybody's allowed to play games in whatever way fills your cup it's none of my business right but like it pushes my buttons that I have to try so hard to avoid spoilers for like the very end of the game. Because people do the thing where they want to speed run through it. They want to like like efficiently work through the thing like as fast as possible. Which again, this is no shade, right? If you like doing that, that's none of my business. Mm-hmm. But for me, the fun and like the magic of it all is in like discovering stuff like on accident and like getting to just like mm, 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 through this little (laughs) ancient kingdom and do like fun silly shit and so because Tears of the Kingdom has been out for a little while now there's like a lot of spoilers about the end of the game and all the quest stuff and it just pushes my fucking buttons because I feel like it's a productivity thing I feel like it's the like we should be efficient and productive always which I know you and I have talked about this and like how much Mm -hmm. i fucking hate this because it also is like in my opinion tertiarily related to like hustle culture like this expectation Mm. that we're supposed to like monetize all of our hobbies right like you can't just have a hobby Mm. to have one you should like do something with it right if you really like making i don't know like crocheting stuff yeah or baking Mm -hmm. you should sell those you should start going to craft fairs you should make an Mm -hmm. etsy account and like why Maybe I just want to do it just for Mm -hmm. the fuck of it, right? Like, it's
1: a complete waste of time if you're not making money off of it.
0: Yes. And that's the thing that gets me, too, about Breath of the Wild and, like, Tears of the Kingdom, is there is this attitude that, like, well, what are you waiting for to, like, finish the final thing? And, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What am I waiting for? Like, I... this is what I'm waiting for, right? (laughs) The the fucking around, like that's what I'm waiting for because I just want to disconnect. That's the point for you
1: is playing the game.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's just really soul sucky for me, the like efficiency thing because I just don't, like we all know that I'm not a fan of capitalism generally, obviously, but it just is like very sad to me, the idea that like, this capitalist mindset would leach into something as silly as a video game
1: yeah where are these spoilers showing up though for context i don't play video i mean i play yeah. some app games like i play heyday you guys which is like a- oh my god it's just a farming game it's a builder build a farm oh, game Cute. i've been playing it for like 10 years like i'm not oh. even joking i've been playing it like since it came out and i still play it That's every incredible. single day I, my farm's beautiful. I love mm-hmm. it. Yes, So mm-hmm. it's, but it's fun because I just go in there and you could just like, I have a neighborhood of people to talk to. And then I just kind of dick around for a little bit. There's yeah. nothing like, there's Hannah, nothing you get it. I love. There's no dying in it. <laughs> oh, there's nice. no enemies. There's nothing fun. stressful. It's fun. just mindless graphics. Aww that's sweet. But where are you finding these like spoilers that you can't avoid? Like is it just like on headlines? Is it in well, Reddit? Like videos? Yeah. Like
0: what is going on? So, it's a couple of places. One of which is like probably in my control. I really should unsubscribe from all of the like Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Breath of the Wild subreddits that okay. I am a part of because I know that they're going to post spo- like I know they're gonna spoil it, And I I should unsubscribe but also sometimes there is like funny memes in there and just like general discourse about the games which I find interesting and like to be fair some of the subreddits are pretty good about like putting like a blur over spoilers and like labeling spoiler content and stuff but sometimes they're not and so like I've stumbled on stuff accidentally a couple times where I'm like I didn't want to fucking know that or like I didn't want to know what the answer to this like puzzle was or whatever, you know. But also the other place that has been like mostly the thorn in my side is fucking TikTok because the algorithm is just like – yeah, you can't control that as
1: much No, because you're just swiping on TikTok. Yep, and it will just show oh, up. No. And again,
0: it's the thing where, like, sometimes it's a funny meme, right? Sometimes it's something that's not yeah. spoiler content. And i like, I want to know. I want to laugh at yeah. funny little jokes. But then yeah. sometimes it's a fucking spoiler. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I get so fucking mad. <laughs> you want just- to know?
1: Hmm. something I was just gonna say I like I feel you like yeah. I'm empathetic to the fact that you don't like that and I do think like okay. I would never spoil stuff for somebody without okay. letting them know that it's a spoiler sure however I will say like I don't mind spoilers I am not a concerned about spoilers person I will enjoy something probably more if I know how it ends what? very frequently unless it's okay okay there are exceptions okay for example like when i was watching the last of us mm-hmm. it was very big i did not want to know like that i was like there are some things that i'm like experiencing but yeah. sometimes things are so stressful uh, that i'm like okay. watching like if if i know what happens mm-hmm. and i don't play mm-hmm. video games so i also can't put it in that context but Fair. like i actually like there is something to say about like sometimes people enjoy a book more if they know the ending because they can then enjoy the ride more oh, because they're not too stressed because they know how it ends i know it. it's very yes i understand i do think i'm weird like i don't think like i do think like i totally understand like i'm not saying this is normal i'm just saying that it's like i don't if i can sometimes if i see a spoiler i'm not upset about it because then if i know it's coming it like stresses me out less Mm -hmm. like i knew about okay spoiler for the walking dead but i don't i think it's old enough that it's okay to spoil but i knew who was gonna die in the walking dead uh, in the famous season seven episode Uh, with megan murdering uh glenn and uh abraham like i think i knew that before it was gonna happen okay and it it helped a little bit but the scene was so stinking gruesome the most i mean i you know how much yeah you know how many pretty desensitized yeah and how I'm pretty desensitized that scene still but lives rent three in my free in my head and so like knowing that they were gonna die helped a little bit okay because it was like I was able to like wrap my mind around it before it happened if that makes sense yes
0: which like I get that too because I do want to clarify I am the person who will unapologetically regularly watch and re-watch, re-watch like a comfort show because it is like anxiety-inducing, not knowing the end of something. I am kind of that way with like TV shows and stuff. I still don't like spoilers about TV and movies and whatever, but like sure. I do, I get that more.
1: Maybe it's a video game thing and mm-hmm. I because I don't play video games, so well, I don't I get think it. it.
0: It also might just be a me thing to be fair because I just yeah. am a sentimental bitch and like <laughs> part of what happened with breath of the wild is that i started playing it like way 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 late right like it came out years ago like six seven years ago like a long time and i started playing it like last year i think so i wasn't like discovering this stuff alongside everybody else or like it wasn't like new because everybody else had already talked it to death and so it was like kind of sad to feel like i didn't get to do this like awe and amazement thing that everybody else was doing about like I don't know like, like I said I'm just a sentimental emotional ass bitch and so mm-hmm. like especially for like like the first time that I played Skyrim all the way through discovering all of the quests and like all of the little twists and turns like it's just such a fun emotional experience mm-hmm. to be like ah like I remember you know like the first time that I played this game and like being so in awe of like how beautiful this game is and the world building and like how intricately put together it is and just like like the time yeah. and the effort that the devs put into like crafting this little world that's like cool and like filled with all of this lore and like all this fun stuff and then to have someone like spoil it and like you don't get to experience it then like when you're watching like this little mm-hmm. cutscene or whatever you're like oh I already knew about this like that makes my little heart so sad <laughs> because mm-hmm. i just love experiencing that stuff yeah, like firsthand it takes, you know it takes
1: it takes the immersion out of it yes yeah it I makes think that's it less it immersive mm-hmm. yeah and i get that because we talk about that a lot in on my channel when i do a um, alternate reality game covers it drives, one of my pet peeves, honestly, is that, you know what an alternate reality game is? Mm-hmm. One of my pet peeves is that now it's very popular for the creators of alternate reality games to say that it's an alternate reality oh. game and to like, yeah, and Which like, like on TikTok, it. if it's a TikTok one, they'll like, put has, and the reason they do that, yeah, is totally because people genuinely freak out and don't yeah. understand that people aren't Fair. actually dying or it's that like this person is thing. not yeah it is right so I do get it but it totally breaks immersion Mm -hmm. for me yeah and I like it way better when a creator's just like Mm -hmm. when people are like tell me this is fake and the creator's like Mm -hmm. you know and won't tell you either way like even though everybody knows it just yeah it makes it more I think it feels it's probably kind of like that yeah I that think, would be my equivalent to video yes, games
0: i feel like that's uh, a perfect parallel because it is kind of like the immersion thing but it, it mm-hmm. also would be like if somebody released like if somebody dropped all of the videos for an arg all at the same time so mm-hmm. that there isn't this like anticipation because sometimes they you know like obviously they upload videos you know like a few days apart a few weeks apart whatever and so there mm-hmm. is this like anticipation of like Ugh, like when's the next one coming out it's like fun you know And so it would be like if somebody dropped all of those videos all on the same day because, like, I want to, like, be as efficient as possible with, like, releasing this content or, like – There's always – yes. You know? Like, it just – or, like, somebody – I guess more Uh, accurate equivalent would be somebody binging all of those all back to back to back to back, which, like – from a dopamine point of view like so they yeah, can be the duh. first
1: one on youtube to make a yes. playthrough of it uh, mm-hmm. yes exactly. because if that. they're the first ones they're gonna get the most views yeah you like be fair though they are gonna like that's why Ooh, they get yeah. the most views though like that those videos are gonna do better if they're the first ones to come out with it like i mean we yeah. do that in youtube we no, have course. to come out with topics i know time real content. time sometimes I know. right sometimes it's not all evergreen content so yeah i totally get that i yeah it's yeah and that's very, why i said like no right answer but yeah
0: there's no shade like i'm not right judging or saying that there's like a right or wrong way to do it Yeah, it's just that it sometimes is hard because the right way for someone else to do it gets in the way of me trying to do it in the way that feels right for me and so i'm like what the fuck man and (laughs) the only answer is like not getting
1: on your phone at all until you're
0: done with the game which obviously makes no sense no like that's not a realistic expectation at all so that's kind of where i'm at i get that I think especially too, it does just push my buttons because I really hate the like being as productive or efficient as possible thing Mm -hmm. um, in my free time because like, like, why can't people just enjoy stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. and like, I just, I don't know. I think again, especially for me, because like we, again, like we, I think we said this last week or maybe the week before, but being content creators is an incredibly privileged uh way to make a living right but like somebody joked a while ago about like I didn't like my nine to five so I quit and now I just work 24 seven and like it does kind of feel that way sometimes you
1: You turn in your nine to five for a 24 seven job I've heard of that I've heard that exact same thing of becoming a content creator
0: and, like, again, incredibly privileged way to make a living. It's not those people's fault either
1: because it's no. their niche and they, they have to come out with the content mm-hmm. because people expect them to.
0: But it just is, like, I think... Sad. For me, well, yeah. And it also just, it feels important for me in the time that I'm taking to, like, fill my cup and, like be restful and restorative that i'm not doing that you know like there is in some ways unavoidable aspects of that in our Mm -hmm. day-to-day lives and so like whatever i've made peace with that right like it beats the hell out of working in a fucking cubicle so like fair enough But also exactly. at the same time like if I'm doing Something like purely for the vibes or like To fuck off then I would like it to be Purely for the fucking vibes Please yeah. like let me fucking dissociate in my little Corner with my silly little games I don't Want to yeah. know about the end
1: game And like and is the it secrets. that hard to just Put like spoiler alert like In the caption that's or just I'm on saying. the Screen yes. so that you could scroll Past it yeah exactly Yeah the that thing that is like
0: mostly Pushing my fucking buttons right solution. now The thing that's mostly pushing mostly pushing my fucking buttons right now is that in tears of the kingdom a lot of what you're doing is like building stuff they give you this little ability where basically you can like glue certain objects together so like there's tactfully placed little piles of like wood panels and wheels and you get these little devices that like all do certain things right these little like flamethrowers and like little spikes and whatever you can make like things to like hurt enemies my and, sister's and gonna love
1: this episode because she can relate to you a lot better because oh, she great. plays video games hi hannah yeah. sister
0: thanks for watching <laughs> um
1: <laughs> she played. i don't actually know what she plays right now she used to be a neverwinter nights <laughs> girly but- oh i've never heard of
0: that That's awesome. I don't know if she
1: plays that now. I don't know. She can comment on this video and let us know.
0: Yeah. And we
1: can pin. I'll pin your comment, Video game girlies you Tell us what (laughs) what video games you're playing. Yeah. Because I know she's been listening to our podcast. So
0: hi Hannah. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I was just like
1: thinking you're telling me all this stuff.
0: (laughs) I can't even visualize uh this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But so a lot of the fun in like them giving you this ability is that you get to be creative in building stuff, right? Like there's yeah. not necessarily a right or wrong way to do stuff. And so there's like fun, cool ways to combine certain things to make like interesting little like vehicles or like, again, like things you can use to like hurt enemies or like whatever. And it's not necessarily a spoiler because it's not about like the end game quest line. But I keep getting these videos of people who've made these like very elaborate pieces of machinery. Um, Like oh. I saw one on Reddit. If you're um, not wanting spoilers for Tears of the Kingdom, by the way, like mute the episode right now because I'm about to talk about like some building stuff. But I saw one that somebody had made like a walkable mech. It was like, do you know what a mech is? Mm-mm. It's like a robot suit, oh, sort of. Okay. Um, okay, it's like a yeah it's like a robot suit it's like this big fucking monstrosity of like a robot thing but like you can fit inside of it and to so, like say, i think Link's i know what you're talking little about yeah. short king self is like inside like you control thing. it from yeah, inside of it yeah and like, like transformers i would have never like even in a million yeah. years. also i'm still like very early game i'm like really fucking around i haven't done anything right. um uh, right. so i was like what the fuck man like i know that that's not a spoiler but also like I want to figure out yeah, how to make is. a mech on my own. Like I yeah. didn't want to know that you could do that, and so I think that stuff uh, especially, because then I'm like, yeah. like if I do ever build one, then I'm like, I'm building it because I saw someone on Reddit make
1: one. <laughs> Were my I'm intentions saying? pure, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is such a like. First world, like not a real know, problem.
1: It's okay. Hey, still, you know what?
0: You know? That's whatever. okay.
1: We talk about our we talk about yeah. our shallow problems on this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is our it's podcast, okay. and we can talk it's okay about to our still silly be upset little problems. about little
1: things. <laughs> yes. It's okay to still be yeah. upset about
0: little things. Yeah, so that's mostly what's what's pushing my buttons these days. Oh that's, my goodness. I know. That's my thanks. I hate wow. this week. Thanks for letting me rant about video games, Hannah. Of
1: course. I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy listening to you but i'm sure a lot of people i know i have a lot of gamers in my audience oh fun personally okay, oh, good totally so like i think that a lot of people will enjoy it do you want to yeah. know something else i hate this week that oh absolutely kinda goes along with this as like the media thing but of course you're gonna be i'm like tell i feel bad for saying this because a lot of okay. people are gonna be mad at me um okay i stopped watching euphoria
0: and i decided i don't like it. Okay, wait, tell me why cuz some people feel this way. This is valid. I just i'm curious what your turnoff was. I'm bored? I made
1: it through the Fair. beginning. I'm in like I was in like the first or second episode of the second season. And oh. wow, you made it pretty far. Yeah, i watched the whole first season. Damn. I will say i am obsessed with Jules. I love her and her character, but me that's too. about it i don't really like it's any of the other characters except for Ma- not maddie um cat cassie is cassie the blonde one yes sydney Sweeney. i do like yeah. cassie because i feel like bad for her because she like struggles so much with so many things should i
0: not feel bad for her i'm, I'm so, trying to remember where like at what point right. her character development was by the episode you're watching i don't want to yeah. spoil it obviously but yeah for
1: right well i don't think i'm gonna watch the rest i That's stopped fair. watching it so i just like it just feels like a lot of the episodes to me are again maybe people should stop listening if they really die hard love the show because i don't want to mm-hmm. ruin That's it for fair. anybody sure just to let people know these are just my personal opinions <laughs> i i'm sure many many people love the show and it's yeah. yeah it's not not that the show itself is bad it's just that a lot of the episodes like are really anticlimactic. For I could is that see the that. Right word? Anticlimactic, so, yeah. The, today's anticlimactic. Thank you. Yeah. Like it feels like something huge is about to happen and mm-hmm. then like nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And it's just like like the end of the first season was like 20 straight minutes of just like cinematic shenanigans yeah. with with yeah. stuff with um Rue mm-hmm. do it, you know. Which like spoilers, is really spoilers. beautiful. It's pretty, but it's, but it's not really like particularly. Like, I'm waiting for moving. the page turner. Right. And yeah. this really says something about the type of media that I consume where things have to be intense and like always yeah. moving and stuff. Yeah. But it's just like I feel like very anti climatic that way. And then That's the fair. other thing I just don't like about it is just that I just can't get over how unrealistic it is for teenagers Mm -hmm. that they're supposed to all be like sophomores or juniors, like not even 18. Like they're all like 16, 17. And to be that far down addicted to drugs Mm -hmm. to be that, to be having sex with that many people so yes. willingly, I'm sure some of them do, but the hypersexualization of teenagers yes. Yes. is a little, is, is it's kind and, of ick. See, I don't want to even say that because I don't judge people for liking the show because I used well, no. to watch, yeah. I have seen all of One Tree Hill. I have seen all of uh, Gossip Girl. Me I have too. seen all of like so many of these shows that yeah. do the exact same thing yes. where it's like, yeah. 25 year olds playing teenagers yes. and then there's the hyper sexualization of teenagers <laughs> yes but it's not even so much that because i know high schoolers are having sex like a Obviously. lot of them are yeah it's just the like the fact that they all have clear skin they have like none of them have to adult do homework.
0: bodies yes none of
1: none of them go to school adult bodies like mm-hmm. they have like all this and then they're like have this these fantastic sex lives where it's not yes. awkward they yeah. have sex like they do in like I know it's weird to me because yeah. I am pretty sure I guess I didn't have sex in high school but I cannot imagine that it was that pleasurable for the girls in high school like the way they're yeah. acting like they're having mm-hmm. totally normal sex in this show yes. when it's yeah. like I have a hard time believing it wasn't an <laughs> eight second terrible you know what i mean yeah yeah people who are in the early stages of
0: their normative sexual development are not going to be having the world's most fantastic and evolved and communicative sex like you just don't (laughs) have the skills for that typically like it's not to say that no one does but like to represent it as if every single person is is like maybe a little bit much i will say too yeah a lot of people have commented about how you have to just immerse yourself in this like non-realistic or unrealistic world yeah because like like I've seen a lot of, TikToks your of people yes I've seen a lot of people making TikToks and stuff about like what it must be like to go to Euphoria High as like one of the not popular kids <laughs> Where like these, I know the main characters of the show especially the the women in the show are Coming to school with nothing more than like a little teeny tiny little purse. Like, where's your backpack, babe? (laughs) Do you guys not have homework? You don't have, like, an essay? They never have homework. (laughs) They never have class. The most you see is them walking through the hallways. Yes. And like, also... I got read the riot act in high school more than once, like on a regular basis yeah. for wearing tank top straps that look yes. like this. But y'all are <laughs> yes. coming to school in like a bralette and like teeny tiny yes. shorts and like these crop top thing. Like I know obviously that like dress codes, first of all, dress codes are archaic um, and disgusting. They totally are. And it's not that but dress codes are good. still unrealistic. But also like the vast majority of there's the United no States way. especially They're is still you very like yeah. much forcing high school kids to yes. abide by a dress code. And so by there's just – To not distract the boys. Yes. There's a lot of aspects of the show that are just like, yeah, that's not how real life is.
1: So somebody put it, I was reading about this because I was like, God, why am I just not connecting with this show? Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at Reddit to see other people's opinions on if other people had the same thought as me. And somebody said it really well that they were like, it feels like millennials or boomers writing a show about the way they think Gen Z is.
0: Oh my God. And then Gen Z...
1: (laughs) <laughs> and then but gen z watching it because they wish that's how it was yes in mm-hmm. some aspects but they're it's yeah. not like that at all they're awkward they're zit faced yeah which is normal which is totally fine yeah. and totally normal and i think for me most of these shows pretty little liars uh mm-hmm. gossip girl and like i same said i have lots thing. of guilty pleasure shows i yeah. love stupid terrible dramas like this i yes. love me same some some pr- i've I've seen every episode of pretty little liars you guys and there is a lot of seasons there's a lot of, of Pretty Little of that liars, show. but i just think all of these shows would work so much better if it was set in college yes. Yes, They would look oh like college kids. Yes. It would make more sense. A lot more people are mm-hmm. having sex and understanding their sex lives. Yes. Their, um, their sexual awakenings better in college. Yes. And it's like they have to set it in high school with minors. Which is weird. It's just a little weird. Like yeah. I'm glad they're using older people to play those characters. Obviously. Like nobody yeah. is under like... It definitely should not be a cutie situation where I'm glad everybody's consenting and old enough to understand what they're filming. Yeah. But I just don't understand why they have to be in high school. All of these plot lines would make a lot more sense in college. They would. That's a good point. Take a sex out of it. Rue being in rehab that much at 17 years old. I'm sure it's happened to somebody. Yeah, of course. But like. The glor- the glorification of it yes. for me which is just...
0: Yeah, that's another um, critique oh. that I've heard a lot of people have, especially um, people who are like in recovery or like working through their own addictions, that the show yes. is just like fucking trigger soup because it's like yes. low-key kind of glorifying addiction yes. and substance use and also like portraying it as if this is a perfectly average thing to do, which like, right. don't get me wrong, lots of people that I went to high school with did drugs, like it's drugs, whatever. And like, it also drink. is something that's going to vary a lot, depending on like your socioeconomic status and your like geographical location, like all yes. that stuff. Right. Um, but yes. also I think it's fair to say that the degree to which these kids are going to house parties and like ragers and just like, being like, obliterated Like back. out of yes. their minds Like, like five nights a week parties. Like I where know, are your parents walks in And she's just like give me the shot Well and like how How does it what? make sense that every single One of you has a set of parents Or parents that is just completely Checked out to what the I fuck know. Is going on like again I, I don't want to like Dismiss the fact that this is happening for people Because it does like yes. lots of people have checked out Parents lots of people may or may not have Substance abuse or, or substance Um right absolutely issues at that age but i think to say that like every single household in this fucking neighborhood (laughs) has the the specific combination of like very checked out parents rampant access to substances no homework no issues no legal involvement it's like yes Okay, Can we? like we're maybe okay. I think <laughs> we're suspending like, reality right. a little bit, you know. And I think, <laughs> like
1: you said, suspending your disbelief is great, sure, but it's hard. Like, I think enjoying a show just for the sake of enjoying it, and like I said, if you enjoy the show, like, great, that's mm-hmm. I, you know, I just expose myself for watching Pretty Little Liars. It doesn't get much more embarrassing than that, okay. Listen, I watched it too, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but. It's easy for me as a 30 some year old woman to see that and be entertained by it and just take it for what it is. Mm -hmm. If I was 15 and watching a show like that, I would, I personally would feel shitty about myself because Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody else that I was missing out on this big thing that I was, that I was not a popular kid. So I would never Mm -hmm. be invited to a party. And then for the kids that are like that, it perpetuates that idea of it's normal to drink when you're, when you're 17, it's normal to get absolutely wasted Mm -hmm. it's normal to be an aggressive jock like nate and like
0: god i know and i
1: understand nate's a villain but they take it pretty over the top with like him like i don't even think like even if he's that bad of a person like it's hard to believe i mean he almost beats
0: somebody to death and like yeah there's a lot of really problematic behavior too that's normalized in the show as like this is perfectly average conflict resolution and like no the fuck it's not (laughs) <laughs> no, it is not. We should not be plotting Nate's to like physically harm being, people.
1: Yes, Nate's dad just so yeah. So the parents are either completely checked out or they're Nate's dad, where there's like this giant conspiracy going on I underneath know. the
0: surface. Oh, like, you don't even know either. It gets so much worse, Hannah. Nate's dad is like hands yeah, down sure. the worst person in the whole fucking show. Right, it's wild, but think, it's also really sad. Yeah, oh, it's just so complicated. I'm sure. And I agree with you. I think if they had set this in like college or late life, like in a, I don't Everything even think that make even watch so much Friends, more sense. But like in that sort of age range, like yes. um, that they were on Friends would make so much more sense. So much more me. sense. Anyway, and then I
1: wouldn't feel so weird about teenagers yeah. being like. I mean, again, at least like all the actors are over age, but just like True. that glorification of it is just weird it's just weird it's just kind of weird that we just and I think the other thing too with the idol coming out the um you know I have heard of this but I have no concept of what it is oh okay this episode derailed from something else sorry everyone no no no, it's (laughs) fine um I say it's fine for on behalf of everybody (laughs) uh the idol is the one it's the creator of euphoria Mm-hmm. who made who's making this new show the idol and okay. the idol is getting pretty dang ding dong bad reviews oh. i don't know all the details of it okay but it has the weekend in it and johnny depp's daughter okay lily rose Depp, is that her name uh, I know. I know. And like, (laughs) it's about her. I don't even remember what it's about. But it's like a really toxic premise. It's like, after having a nervous breakdown that caused the cancellation of her last tour, an aspiring pop star who is Lily Rose Depp, I had it right, begins a complicated relationship with a self help guru at the head of a contemporary cult. And I think a lot of the themes are, like, the weekend is, uh, I think, I want to say it's, like, a dom-sub relationship, but portrayed very badly
0: yucky not again
1: (laughs) and I want to be very clear that I'm not super in tune with all the drama so if I have that wrong like I feel like it's something along those lines yeah but I just want to be super duper clear that I'm not actually I haven't watched I haven't finished D'Angelo Wallace's video about (laughs) it (laughs) okay fair enough but still but still there's something like really weird about it and it's just like this Steve Levinson guy like what what are you doing, dude? Like, yeah, I you think keep maybe just
0: it, it feels Sam Yeah. It, it does feel a little bit like the um male gaze thing, like media being centered around mm-hmm. the male gaze thing, you know, because yeah. like there is another show on Hulu that I've watched called Pen15 that is like a oh, similar yeah. premise. It's about like middle school, um, but it's yeah. made by two women who basically are just like reflecting and like sharing about their coming of age and their adolescence and like it is a little bit odd because it's adults depicting like middle schoolers um and so there's some aspects of that like kind of like ickiness (laughs) because they're talking about like discovering what it looks like or or like what it was like for them to become sexual and like have that awakening and it's like Right, like it's a little bit that way, but it's like you can't. How else do you do that though? Because yes. you obviously
1: can't use children. No, well, you shouldn't use no. children. No, but
0: then it's also weird to depict it at all it's kind of just weird so there's like a little bit of that ick factor but at the same time one of the reasons i appreciate the show is that it is very honest about how fucking awkward and brutal and just weird those years are for like normal people right and it's not like the euphoria thing of like Constant like sex drugs and alcohol and the whole thing It's just like them going to like their very first um, boy girl pool party And like what yeah. swimsuit should I wear And like that kind of a thing So it's like cute and nostalgic and like kind Normal. of funny Yeah and so right. I, I think I just appreciate media like that more Because it is just this very honest depiction of like What it feels like to be an adolescent girl yeah. Trying to and find your identity Yeah and like navigating friendships mm-hmm. and conflicts Like all of that stuff More of a Judy Bloom book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like cute. And also there's like fun little like aspects of 90s and early 2000s nostalgia in it. So like obviously I appreciate it for that. But yeah, I think it does kind of feel a little bit like the difference in the way that like men approach making media about women versus women making media about ourselves. You know? Just feels different, I think.
1: That's a good point. And it's also them. Yeah. Like you said, I thought, sorry, I didn't realize that pen 15, um, was like a good example of it I thought you were like going down a
0: no 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 down a yeah
1: they also do it badly kind of way but no, I, got I like it they're actually better it's better
0: because they're yeah. like reminiscing on their own there's still like problematic aspects of it to be clear but like I do think I appreciate it more than like stuff like euphoria
1: well, I started rewatching
0: The Good Place instead. Oh, so. I love The Good Place. The last I'm episode of The Good Place already. makes me cry. Oh my, <laughs> like crazy. Oh my God. Oh, Every, it's one so of my, good. One of
1: the best shows ever made, in my opinion. Yes.
0: yes. And also, I, too, I will forever respect the fact that they chose to end the show when they did like mm-hmm. for the purpose Me of it too. wrapping up Four in a Four Yes, mm-hmm. without like trying to just ride the fucking train until the wheels mm-hmm. fall off. Because I feel like,
1: it was making money.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was a really yeah. like respectable, you yep. know, move. And the show just wrapped up in a way that felt really authentic, which mm-hmm. is nice. I feel like that's rare these days.
1: It's like the Breaking Bad effect because Breaking Bad <gasps> deliberately was always going to end after five seasons, no mm-hmm. matter how well it was doing. And yep. looky there, the story then was great and Mm -hmm. there wasn't these weird side stories or plot holes yes yeah that's my did you notice spoiler for the good place by the way everybody um did you my favorite part about the ending of the good place is that they all kind of come to terms with their uh their biggest flaw so Mm -hmm. chidi finally makes the decision Mm -hmm. by going yeah and eleanor is finally selfless Cheaty.
0: Oh, stop. I'm going to cry. I, I really know. Can't I almost
1: cry like every time I think about <sighs> it. And then um, I want to say, I feel like there's other parallels for the other ones because, yeah. you know, like Jason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tries to go, oh but
1: then he's like found like hundreds of years later on a yeah. bench. He's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And I feel like he also oh. has like a moment, and then um, I think Tahani like also kind of like does something to help others rather than just being trying so to become being so self centered. Yeah, but I when I realized that parallel with Chidi and Eleanor's. uh thing is just like i know
0: i don't know that i've ever thought about that before that's so sweet
1: it's i know there's no way that wasn't on purpose (gasps) i know it it happened obviously i thought they did and the lisa kudrow showing up at the end if you don't watch friends you don't but you know who? okay yeah that was such a treat i know oh my god i just love yeah it, it's a show it has such good payoff mm-hmm. it has a really good yeah yes i feel like... the same
0: way or similarly anyways about schitt's creek or about um the good place that i do about schitt's creek because it's that same oh yeah schitt's creek is good vibe, too yeah you know where it's yeah. just like it's calming and yes. like like life-giving it's kind fun of fun to stuff. have on in yeah. the background while you're yeah.
1: doing other stuff yeah Shit's creek is like my whole forever family my comfort loves show Schitt's- for that
0: reason yeah my mom loves Shit's creek too i love Shit's creek it's so I just, good i just love that where there's like that nice emotional payoff but there isn't like uh-huh. huge emotional turmoil you know like yeah the good place it's still had a clear ridiculous. Through line there was mm-hmm. still like a good like a point to the whole thing but it wasn't uh-huh. like the needless like twisty turn because it stresses me out like i'm uh-huh. easily stressed yes. obviously i love
1: how the good place too has that it's just like it's so mm-hmm. eloquently um without being in your face about it it's it has that message of like being good is not one thing and yes. being bad is not one thing and there's yes. a lot of gray areas and like what yeah. is a good person yes like, what what is heaven and yeah. like hell yeah. like what what actually would qualify and how many gray areas there are, and stuff yeah. is just great. And I, I just love that... Janet. I know. Oh my God, me Big too. Big girl crush on Janet. Oh,
0: Janet's the best. But, anyways, this podcast is a Darcy yeah, Cardin kind of... fan podcast. I know.
1: Seriously, <laughs> we love her here.
0: All right. Should we wrap this up? We've yeah. been chatting for a while. We've talked we a here. I don't know what this episode is going to be called. <laughs> right, so this week, we hate lots of stuff. Lots of Thanks, small we hate and... everything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks. We have lots of uh, nitpicky negative opinions about unrelated yes. topics, but that's okay.
1: Yes. But hey, here's your dose of some lighthearted banter yeah. for a yeah. week because I know there's a <laughs> lot of serious crap going on in the world right now. And yes. We don't do that on this show. So, no,
0: no, we don't. <laughs> I think you and I both get into the serious and uh, like gut wrenching topics enough on uh, our, own. On our yeah. own channels. Yeah. In yeah. our own channels. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: All right. Well, I got to go eat some Dino and Me I have a Netflix too. party tonight. So Yay. I'm going to peace out. But um, thank you guys so much for watching or listening or wherever mm-hmm. you are. Leave us reviews. Leave Thanks us five star reviews if you're enjoying the show. It yeah. helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to subscribe. And please. And we'll see you next week.
0: See you next week.
1: All right. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye.